lost two boundaries. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. They're out with a Goldilocks trying to find some uh, <laughs> the, boundaries the boundaries. Bears boundaries on an adventure. Hello, 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 and welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. There's something always really weird for me about, like, as you know, we record in advance. So it's actually the 1st of September as we're recording this. Like, there's something around, like, the second it moves into September, my entire being is like, oh, is it? Like, it's full now. Like, like. (laughs) so different than it was yesterday Claire mm-hmm. like literally it's just a different month but it, there is something really about that and I think especially because all the kind of preamble for fantasy fest is starting to happen here like I was at a, a volunteer event uh, for one of the um, uh, fantasy fest um, royalty um, that we are supporting as the Key West Fairy Game Mothers um, last night and I, I just there's something like all of a sudden there's a part of like as someone who celebrates Christmas, all of a sudden, like, Christmas is on the horizon. I saw a friend of mine on TikTok shared, like, how many days, hours, minutes it was. I'm like, are you kidding me? This was, like, a week ago. I'm like, no, stop. I have stop. a couple of those people. And, like, <laughs> I right. love Christmas, but. Yeah, me too. And I, I like that. That's the thing. Like, Halloween. Like, I get if you want to skip November. Cool. Like, we can go yeah. from Halloween to Christmas. I'm fine with that. But, like. I'm kind of offended that we're talking about Christmas. I like, well, there's another holiday here. I, mean, I think that's, I mean, it's I, being over here. I think it's different because, mm. well, for a start being in Key West, mm-hmm. because Fancy Fest, nothing happens until I Fancy fe- Fest happens. Well, and I feel like on the island, there's something about like September is locals month because most yeah. people aren't traveling. So like it's, it's, it's very quiet, but there's we like, love a, it. there's like an energy stirring. Like this yes. is when all of like the, the creation, like there's Ooh. glitter in the air and like sequence all over the or floors. Or biodegradable confetti in the air. Yeah. And we're too. just talking about my living room right now. Right. But um, like there is something about it. Like I totally yeah. feel you like, the pumpkin spice latte yes. tastes a little bit different because it's September. <laughs> well, and it's so it's so funny because I think that over here, like Halloween is nowhere near as big a deal in the UK as it is over here. Like it just isn't. Like, I mean I wish you could have seen like Halloween in like the eighties and nineties. Like I can only imagine. I, I was just talking to my friend about it that like the childhood of Halloween and what it used to be and what it is now because of the fucked up world we like, I get why it is the way it is now, but like. There's an inflatable jack-o'-lantern thing outside my neighbor's house across the street and it was there from August. I'm like, we don't have inflatable jack-o'-lantern things generally in the UK. I kind of wanted to hug it this morning. Like it actually, (laughs) it's it's very cute. And I was like, Oh, that made me happy. I kind of like doing the um, I kind of like doing the um, the pumpkin carving thing just because of my creative side. Mm. I kind of like that side of it. Although I don't know whether you saw watermelon um, carving yes! with the drinks. Oh my god, I really wanted to do that. Me too. One of the the bars that we frequent down here, uh, Twenty Two and Co. 
Nice little shout out for our, <laughs> our favorite sparkle bar. Everything Absolutely. comes with glitter, like all the drinks, and then they glitter you, and they glitter the bar. It, nice. It's just, it's, I have my, we were in there last weekend, and I had my bag, on, I had a black bag, and it was on the bar, and I would look down, I was like, oh, <laughs> like, it's no longer a black bag. <laughs> well, when you walk in there, it's, it's, it really is one of my, it's so magical. It's, it's like the yeah. butterfly <laughs> conservatory. You walk in, and like, if you look in the air, it's like, because there's so much <laughs> glitter, it's like pumping out of the AC and it's just sparkles. It's like glinting in the lights. Oh, oh, <laughs> God, that place is so much fun. Anyway, they did, um, they always kind of do fun little twists on things. And they did a watermelon carving uh, thing where, you know, you paid, you got a watermelon. And then they took the guts of your watermelon and made you drinks out well, of them. And they like, taught you how to make the drinks of them. They gave you all the carving tools and like, everything. I'm like, God, I kind of want to do that. That's fun. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe we can do pineapples. I, I'm kind of a little allergic to pineapple. Are you? Yeah, I just kind of have a lot of it. Like, I wouldn't want to. I couldn't have I a whole think pineapple. That was on. It's not it's, because it's, it's not, not on the clear deal. list. It's not. It's, <laughs> I mean, and how often do like? Very rarely are you going to have a dish which is like mostly pineapple. Mountain of pineapple. You get like I can have a little bit of it, and it's not a problem. I just can't like. We can't buy a pineapple to eat because both of us have kind of a similar reaction to it. And it's like I can have a couple of pieces without it causing any major. I mean, it doesn't cause major issues. It's just a pain in the ass. Um, Good to know. But I think, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of feel like we should do the watermelon thing like just here in, the, yeah, in our living room. We've got, I mean, we could make some, we could make some fun mocktails with it. Mm. Ooh. All right. Watch this space. <laughs> so. Today, we are on to episode number two in the Why Am I Depleted series. And this is probably, if you don't listen to another podcast episode. <laughs> now, bear in mind, we're over 100 now. And I think of all the times that you said, if you listen to no other <laughs> episode. Well, I always mean it <laughs> in the moment I'm saying it. Like, it's true. Like, I just think that this is such an important thing that, when we're talking about needs, people don't think about. And it seems so obvious too, like when we when, start talking. When you break like, it down, um, but it's probably. I think this is more important than learning how to meet your needs. Fair I think enough. this is at least as important, if not more important. Yeah, because without this, you really can't effectively meet your needs so. yeah um so what we're talking about today is how meeting our needs is important mm -hmm. but discovering and managing what is draining our needs is just as important as i said if not more important mm -hmm. because there's no point and this is basically where this body of work came from was i was trying to fill a tank that had a massive hole. It wasn't like there were a few little pinprick holes in the bottom of my tank. I had a massive, huge hole in the bottom. So literally, I mean, literally, as you poured it in the top, it just fell straight through out of the bottom. I don't think anything actually hit the tank on the way through was where I was at. And if you go you back- You were throwing it in a basketball hoop. <laughs> pretty much. That's pretty much what I was doing. I'm trying to fill my basketball hoop with, um, with needs- goodies and it wasn't working um like if you if you go back and if you listen to the episode where I tell my story about like how I came about the how the needs work came about and what have you how the universal needs came about um then you'll you'll kind of understand um what I mean by this but um 
I was at that point where I was really good at self-care. I was doing things to take care of myself and nothing was having any impact. I was still exhausted. I was still drained. I was still depleted. Mm -hmm. And so often, especially people in the personal development space, is they focus on what should you be doing to take care of yourself. But they're really not focusing as much on what are you doing to stop where you are being negatively impacted and where your needs are being compromised. And actually identifying that that piece of it. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like a lot of times someone might try to figure it out, but they're not actually, they're trying to figure out the bigger situation. They're not actually getting into the, this is the thing that I need to work on, whether it be boundaries, whether it be capacity, whatever it is. Would there be what? Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. I was going to say, there was only one. Like, what? (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) We lost two boundaries. What happened? (laughs) I don't know. They're out with uh, Goldilocks trying to find some uh, (laughs) The boundaries bears are on an adventure. Um, And so if you don't learn, if you don't figure this... (laughs) Just the boundaries bears are off on an adventure. (laughs) I mean, it wouldn't be surprised. Oh, my God. It's a children's book in the making. Well, no, what I'm thinking is that maybe we need to dress up as the Boundaries Bears. <laughs> Just three of us. <laughs> to going about town with tutus. We can go to Tutu and Co. as Boundaries Bears. I mean, we can be security for the night. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. The Boundaries Bears at the bingo. Boundaries Bears bingo. <laughs> I'm going to try and reel us back from the tangent oh. I just took us off. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm pretty. I'm running towards that goal. Like <laughs> oh, I, I know she I'm is. like taking off my clothes. I found my swimsuit. I'm gonna jump into that one. So you better act quick and get me back on that train. So if we do not, I, boundaries bear is setting a boundary. There we go. <laughs> this works. It's awesome. So if we don't figure the out distracted how to... dragon is gonna fly away. <laughs> be a distracted dragon no i can't be one of us has to focus anyway so the thing about it is is that learning how to meet your needs is like filling a tank and if you do not understand where your tank is compromised what is draining from your where your tank is being drained where um the maybe someone has come along and like smashed smashed into it and it's crumpled your tank which has made it smaller for example all of these things especially where there are people who are draining they're like someone's got their um the um like the plastic tube and they've like they've stuck it into the top of your the tank and they're sucking the end to try and like get some of what's in your tank yeah basically they're siphoning it straight out into their own tank Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about this more in the next episode that specific scenario um but basically if you don't figure out where the draining is happening It doesn't matter what you put in Mm -hmm. because it's not going to stay there and you're not going to get the benefit of it being there because it's not going to be there long enough in order to benefit. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, it is important for us to learn how to meet our needs. I mean, I would have thought after 108 episodes, you would understand that. Oh, and by the way, I I didn't actually mention this. On our last episode, we hit 100 hours of podcasting. Look at that. There we go. Um, Anyway, but... We've been talking about this a lot. <laughs> That's suffice to say, yes, it is really important for you to meet your needs. That is, we're not, we're not debating that. But unless you also know how to stop things from draining your needs, then the benefit you're going to get from learning how to meet your needs is going to be really, really minimal. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I mean, we've both had experiences in our life where it's like, oh, look, I'm focusing on meeting my needs over here and I'm not paying any attention to how they're being drained over there. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to jump in with any of your examples? I can't think of one. That's I can't think of just one off the top of my head. Well, the, the um, like, uh, I'm obviously... If you're not happy to share this, I will edit this out. Um, But the thing that the obvious one that kind of comes to me is when we were talking about you transitioning to working full time with Universal Needs and you were looking at moving out of your previous role. Mm. And that was you were staying in the role because it met your needs to stay in the role. Yep. And their focus was on, look, but this is meeting mm-hmm. my needs. I'm doing this because, and I, and, and this is at the point where Serena knows about needs at this point. This is not where it's like five years ago where she was like, oh, needs. I've heard that word before somewhere. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm living it, breathing it, yeah. teaching it. And it's like, at that point still, you were so focused mm-hmm. on, I need this need to be met. And this is the thing that's meeting my and this needs. this meets my needs so well here, this and you were com- completely ignoring. And it was only when I remember the conversation that we had where I was like, okay, let's break this down for a second. Let's just check in. How well is this meeting on it? And anybody who, like, if you listen to this well, you know that the one questions are my jam. Mm-hmm. Almost as much as nuance, nuance, mm-hmm. nuance. Um, and that I will ask whatever questions like I take myself out of the equation and I'm asking, I will ask all the neutral questions and be like, okay, where is this? Where is that? And I remember when we went through and I was like, okay, what needs is being there meeting for you? Like, well, it's meeting this need and it's meeting this need, maybe a little bit of that need. And I was like, how much is it meeting those needs for you? Just like roughly. And and she kind of quantified it and I'm like, a little bit and a little bit over here. I was like, okay, now let's go through which needs is being there compromising you? And I remember there was one need in particular that when we hit it, you were like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> it was the main need that you were trying to get met through being there, right? Mm-hmm. You remember this? It's my security need. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember you're like, but it's meeting my security need. And I was like, okay. Yes, it is. But it was draining her security need at a far greater magnitude than it was meeting Mm -hmm. it. And it was it was meeting my security need through the financial aspect. It was a regular paycheck. I was able to plan. I had health benefits, all of those Mm -hmm. things, which are very big adulting security things, Mm -hmm. except like with the exception of health benefits in a paycheck and without the exception of the health benefits and the paycheck, every other aspect of my security need was getting pummeled. Mm -hmm. Waking up in the morning thinking I had to go to work. And I had a work environment, like I've been in creator mode for a long time and I created an area that was safe-ish for myself and you know or in as the, safe as, as it could, could be, be within the context of that environment yes and I you know I loved the people I worked with but there were a lot there were a lot a lot a lot <laughs> of things and because it wasn't my my office the people that I was with every day I was able to be like 
no, that's not a big deal. That's not a big deal. That's not a big I can just ignore it. I can ignore this. I can ignore this. Look, a paycheck. Look, a paycheck. <laughs> I can, and being able to pay your rent, that is important. And like, it's, yeah, kind it was, of helpful. Yeah. Like, and it's Foundation not, function need 101. Yeah. And then that's not to discount the need to have that steady income. Mm. But it was like where it was compromising, there are thousands of other options for me to get a paycheck right. to be able to pay my rent for mm-hmm. like that do not com- like just thinking about it. I'm getting anxiety thinking about how <laughs> deep like, breaths. Yeah. Like waking up in the morning and it was like, <sighs> yeah, I got to go in. And then you got to prep. your Like if you're finding that you have to prep yourself to go into situations kind of when you have the capacity, dive into it and be like. All right, I haven't even gotten to work and I'm already like worrying on what's going to happen. Like, Stress, what can yeah. I do to make this less stressful to navigate this situation? Well, and I think that if you're in that situation where you have that kind of anxiety, resistance, um, trepidation, trauma response, that's. And we talk about trauma. I mean, go back and listen to the episode that we're going to share in the comments. Did It was a trauma series. Or have we done that? Or is that in the planning? We've definitely done a trauma episode. I think we've done a trauma series. Did we? Oh, it's either in the show notes or it's coming soon. (laughs) We've had 108. (laughs) Keeping track of these puppies is a little challenging. But it was was a legitimate trauma. And that's what I was about to say is that if you're starting to feel those things, your needs are being negatively impacted, which means it's draining your needs. And if you go back and listen to the trauma episodes, if your needs are being negatively Mm -hmm. impacted, that is a trauma, even if it is a slight one, Mm -hmm. even if it is just a momentary but it's like mine was slight and sustained. It was yes. little ones yeah. over a long period of time. And all of a sudden, when you look, when I looked back on it, when Claire and I were having the conversation, I'm like, wow, these little teeny things have grown into these monsters that consume me the second like I walk through the door and I clock in and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, Ugh. fuck, there they are. <laughs> like- well, and the thing is, it's all very well looking at them as teeny things. But when you have hundreds of these teeny things or thousands of these teeny little things all of a sudden it doesn't feel like such a teeny little thing anymore i don't know why i've got in my head like i'm I'm sure that there's been like a a tv show or a movie where you've got these like individual little things but they kind of come together and make this big monster Mm -hmm. that's all made out of like if you know (laughs) please drop a comment and let me know what i'm talking about because i'm not sure right now um but like that's kind of what it what it feels like Mm -hmm. um and like to be in that position where you're doing something to meet a need and then to find out that the very need that you are trying to meet through that vehicle is being compromised more than it's being met. I mean, I, there was, there was, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Normally, Serena has zero fucks to give. There were a lot of fucks she gave during that conversation. Mm-hmm. Fuck, fuck. Like, I, rem- I remember it. My like, face was just, uh, oh. uh. And then when I came to the decision that it was no longer serving me to be in that position, even my husband was like, oh, thank God. Like, <laughs> it's about time. And I'm like, and, really? and, and, and he had he had not not voiced his opinion on it before. So it wasn't like he got, I, I got blindsided. He was like, I could see. He's like, you have Sideswiped. Sideswiped. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> um, when you're low on capacity, lazy language. Yeah, so we're, we're, if you're wondering what's going on, we're just we're switching the ableist language. Um, uh, the term that Serena used um, is ableist, so we can use sideswiped, which is not going to mm-hmm. negatively impact people. And it's that that simple. Yeah. <laughs> just that's what we're doing. Switch. Yeah. Um, he 
had mentioned before, it was like, oh, it's stressful. Like, are you okay? Is this worth it? But then when I finally did it, it was like, it's amazing how he could see how it was mm-hmm. impacting those needs. And you put these blinkers on yourself, yeah. like the horse blinkers. And it's just like, okay, just focus. Focus on how it meets my needs. Focus on mm-hmm. how it meets my needs. And it like, I mean, the, the obvious example from mine, which like follows almost the exact same trend is um, like my last major relationship where I was staying because of trying to get my security need and my love need met. I mean, just saying this out loud, like, my entire body is like, really? Mm. <laughs> um, that's what I was trying to do. And it was compromising, I mean, so many needs, but security and love need were being compromised mm-hmm. probably more than anything. And when I kind of finally had that realization of like, oh no, this is not, this this is not serving me anymore. When I finally ended the relationship, I remember people saying to me, oh, thank God for that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd had people, as, like if you've listened a long time, you know that I had a dear friend who thankfully gave me that nudge and went, uh, hello, can we, this, this maybe isn't what you think it is or want it to be or what have you. And um, um, she did it in a slightly nicer way. Um, <laughs> like I, I was like, ah, oh, okay, yes. Um <laughs> Wow. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. Um, helpful. Um, and but when I finally actually like pulled the plug and was like, no, this is it. We're we're done. Um, I remember people being like, oh, thank God for that. And I'm like, I thought you liked him. You never told. Like, wh- never mentioned anything. Mm-hmm. Never mentioned anything. And I'm like, okay. Like same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Of like, oh wow. Everybody else can see how this is compromising me, but maybe I haven't noticed. And like, if we don't plug these holes, I mean, I've, I've spoken about like previous clients where they've been trying to meet, like if you go back and listen to the needs formula um, episode, we talk about this where it's like, you, you want to make sure that how, how the way you're meeting your needs is meeting your needs way, way, way more than it is costing them. That's what, that's the, um, that's the balance that we need in order for it to be worth our while to do that. And the needs formula is kind of how we figure that out. Um, but if even if it's just equal, where it's meeting your needs and costing your needs in equal measure, the net result is zero. There's mm-hmm. no benefit to you that, but you've lost time through investing in trying to do it that way. So you want to make sure that there is a significant. The problem is, is that for a lot of us, we're so focused on what we're trying to meet that we're like, we're not paying any attention. Like I've got this... Um, I don't know why I've got I've got all these obscure TV and movie references in my head, but I can't think what the actual thing is. I've got this this um, thing in my head of like someone being distracted by like a cute little little critter in front of them, and there's like this gigantic monster behind them, and they they can't they're not mm-hmm. it's like there's it's like there's someone next to them normally going uh hello hello look behind you, and that's so often what we don't do and we're so focused on this little cute little critter in front of us like yeah look it's meeting my needs isn't this adorable we're not paying attention to the the monster that's behind us that's compromising them i think oftentimes the the thing that we're focusing on is what's culturally and societally accepted expected of us expected yeah expected or encouraged yeah like we focus mine was okay you have to have the career you have to have the paycheck Mm -hmm. like Yes, you need paychecks, but it was more, I think, the format. 
of yes. that, right? And that's and that's the thing. And like there are other options to accomplish yeah. what I was getting from like to meet my security need. I can do that in a lot of ways that serve me. Mm-hmm. That wasn't because it wasn't my like Oh, right. we just it's and it's gonna get better. It's and, gonna fix itself. And like, there's a huge amount of privilege in that. Like oh, so definitely. like we're we're in a position where there were other options yes. for us. So like that's uh, I just wanna kind of name that. Um but I think you're right. I think that, that that so often we're focused on the things that we're told to focus on. Mm-hmm. And we're not paying attention to the things that we've been kind of taught to ignore. Mm-hmm. Which is like, and if you think about it in terms of the um, the the universal needs tree, like we're taught to focus on our survival needs, but in very specific ways. Mm-hmm. Like this is the way that you're meant to take care of your survival needs, which are the roots of your universal needs tree. It's the first three needs on the universal needs tree. And it's like, yes, you have to meet your security need, but you have to meet it in this way. This is the way you're meant to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're meant to meet your love need, but you are but you have to meet it in this way. You can't meet it in these ways. You have to meet it in this way. Because like when I think about this, I think about the fact that so oftentimes, like there are certain kinds of relationships that are validated and supported and there are others that are criticized or even demonized at worst. But I also think about the fact that we're not taught... Um, there was a an amazing article I read a while back about how like friendship is the new marriage, like how like you can get so much of what your most people were seeking to get met through marriage through your friendships, and how a lot of people see that as like a oh no don't do that <laughs> you shouldn't do that um and i mean like i mean i mean we're work wives mm-hmm. like and we're also best friends mm-hmm. um but we get a lot of our needs met on the bonus side obviously we take care of our base level needs for ourselves but through our relationship with each other in ways that actually takes the pressure off our, mm-hmm. our other relationships yeah very it's, much so uh, and so it's like it's not like oh this is like and i think so often those things are seen as a threat where it's like oh well if you, <laughs> so often people think that if you're getting your needs met outside of your primary relationship that that is a threat to your primary relationship actually it's the healthiest thing right. you can do for your relationship your relation any relationship should not be the entire basket that all of your eggs are in Claire can't hold needs all eggs. needs eggs yes that like, is in the program there's a, I know where Serena's going with this like, <laughs> you're like why is she talking about eggs all of a sudden like, if you keep yeah. all of your needs eggs in one basket if yes. I'm going to Joe my husband for everything if he's my best friend and my confidant and the person that I you know vent to and the mm-hmm. like if he's everything puts like, a lot it of puts pressure. a lot of pressure on it and it yeah. he it's like sometimes I need to do the things about him and that's great to have somebody else right. there and Absolutely. it's like and I have multiples right. multiple people who I can go to that it's yeah. like creating these relationships that like it's like a community of relationships for right. yourself. And one thing that I think... Well, that's what community is. <laughs> like, See how that happened? We're, we're not very accustomed to it in our culture. No. Um, uh, but it is that's, that's what community is. It's about all of those different relationships. And it starts at the base of meeting your needs for yourself. I think also there's this kind of 
perception that it, it's somebody else like your relation like to meet your love need it ha- you have to be in a relationship for it mm-hmm. no at the base level you need to do that for yourself and then the relationship is the sprinkles on your love right absolutely and I'm just like I'm like I'm realizing we're heading off on a tangent I'm going to try and bring us back into the topic which is that the reason we were, I was talking about this is because we are supported in prioritizing our intimate relationship we are not supported in prioritizing our friendship relationships. Like a lot of the time I, I've, I've heard people say, oh no, like she comes first. Like it, like my best friend comes first over my intimate partnership. And like there are times in which that is appropriate. Like mm-hmm. it's like, but it's like all of it from a cultural standpoint, it's like, oh no, 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 no. That, this has to come first. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and that's why how a lot of people end up in these situations where maybe their primary relationship is actually draining their needs and then they end up cut off from their other relationships. So they end up in stuck in that situation. Um, and the same thing as Serena said, like getting your security need met through having this kind of job in this kind of industry. I mean, how many people are, are told like you have to be a doctor, lawyer, like I can't even, I mean, my brain is so far outside of, corporate life now um but like at one point like that's what I wanted to be like I wanted to go down that path as well that's what we were aiming for because that's what we've been told to focus Mm -hmm. on so if we're focusing our energy only primarily on a certain type of way of meeting our security need and a certain type of way of meeting our love need and a certain type of way of meeting our value need or a certain type of way like the problem is our our tree ends up getting skewed because it's only getting certain nourishment in certain ways but also it's being compromised Mm -hmm. by those ways sometimes and it's like okay I'm gonna have this situation and we spend all this time focusing on this is meeting my needs this is meeting my needs this is meeting my needs and we're not focused on how it's draining our needs and we wonder why this is the whole why is this is why this is in the why am I depleted series because people are like I don't understand why I'm depleted adulting is tiring well adulting is tiring but that we don't understand what i'm depleted because with like i know what i'm meant to be focusing on and i'm doing the things Mm -hmm. i'm meant to be doing but we don't realize that some of the things that we're meant to be doing and that we're focusing on are costing us more as much or more than they're gaining us Mm -hmm. and until we actually start to notice that and plug the gaps so the question is how do we plug the gaps and one of the best ways to plug the gaps is... Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Those bears are back from their uh, adventure, apparently. Um, we want to make sure that we are putting appropriate boundaries down in the different areas of our life. Like I remember speaking a while ago to a, um, to a client where they were in a position where they had, like, they were having all of their work like all of the company's work almost was being piled on them. And because they just kept making it work, it just kept happening. I fucking hate that because I'm a make it work person and that used to happen to me. And that's yeah. happened to me my entire career. doesn't matter where. Like I make it Until work. Until she started working with the Universal Yeah. <laughs> now I make it work for myself, right. which is fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, when you start to make it work, it's like, okay, like they can handle it, they can do it. And then that becomes the norm. The norm, right, absolutely. And it's like until, and we have to be able to, I remember I saw this 
I saw this video. I might mention this on a previous podcast episode, and it, I was just, oh no, just, just no. Um, I think it was on TikTok, and this woman was saying, if you are in the first five years of your career, you have to be the first person in the building and the last person to leave. Now, the problem is with doing that, I'm not saying don't put the effort in. I'm not saying don't show up. But what I'm saying is, if you do that for the first five years of your career, you train yourself Mm -hmm. that that is what normal work days look like. You also train the company that is hiring you and is um, that you are working for that that is how you are going to work. Changing that five years in is... It's not impossible, but it is really fucking difficult. Mm-hmm. Same thing with eating lunch at your desk. Like yes. eating through your work. I got into that habit and it was like then that became the norm. And then I felt like I wasn't getting enough work done when I did actually take my lunch break because I needed my lunch break to recoup. And well, to, it's like, like you get judged for yeah. leaving on time right? or judged for taking your lunch break. They used to piss me off was people used to smoke. They mm-hmm. would get yes. smoke breaks. But I didn't get a break and there was no judgment over that. So I used to go and take fresh air breaks. Like I had a friend who smoked. So she would go for a smoke break and I'd go for a fresh air break at the mm-hmm. same time. I'm like, why shouldn't we? And that's the thing is that by by putting these boundaries down, we start to, because that's where the draining is happening. Mm-hmm. Like where we are, um, and I go back to the previous episode, where we are normally doing things beyond our capacity. And that's boundaries with your, oh, that went down the wrong side. <laughs> That's boundaries with others, with situations, and with yourself. Yes. Like, I think one of the biggest challenges for me was learning how to set boundaries with myself and keeping them with myself. (laughs) And it was like, (laughs) yes. And what that ends up looking like is that if you are are someone who is a quote-unquote giving person, one of the ways that your needs might be being drained is if you are picking up your needs tank and watering everybody else's with what you've got in the tank with no consideration for the fact that you are being drained mm-hmm. as a result of it. And all of a sudden your tank's empty and everyone around you is fine. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't understand. Like, why Why am I feeling, why am I so depleted? Because I haven't set good boundaries with myself and that what's draining our needs might be us being generous to the point where we are moving into the selfless end of the mm-hmm. spectrum rather than the self first. If you haven't um, gone um, and listened to it, I think um, it's episode number two where we start first start talking about self first and we also have a self first series. Self first is basically um, where you prioritize your needs in, a, in the minimum in ways that don't compromise um, other people or other people's needs or the needs ecosystem and sometimes in ways that benefit them. Um, but what ends up happening is that you end up like like scooting to that selfless end of the spectrum. Now, we know from that series, selfless is not about everybody else. It is a way of trying to meet other needs that we're not consciously aware of. So what you might be doing that is like, oh, look, let me give everything to everybody else because then they'll meet my love need. Mm-hmm. Or in oh. hopes that they'll give it back, which... Well, often that's, doesn't well, happen. Well, that's how we believe that our love yes. needs going to get met often is like mm-hmm. by other people doing it. So if I give to everybody else, they'll give to me. So my love need will be met. Well, how about you just meet your love need for your first, mm-hmm. for yourself? And so in the that way then, that feels good 
for you because and then any uh, surplus you have then if you want to give that to other people where you're not compromising yourself mm-hmm. you're not depleting yourself by doing it and this is the thing that people don't understand is that this this concept um the reason we called it self first is because this belief is that if we take care of our needs as a priority that that is a bad thing but the reality is, if we don't prioritize our needs, we can't be generous with other people because we've got nothing to give. If our needs are depleted, by taking care of our needs and prioritizing our needs, we get to the point where we can give. I mean, it was funny. I remember I had a conversation with uh, with somebody who didn't know me very well, who thought they knew me well, did not know me very well, um, maybe a month or two ago. And and they said to me, oh, I can see like you're, you're such a giving person. You must spend all of your time feeling depleted. <laughs> I'm like, okay, have we met? No. Um, I literally teach how to not do that. Yes, if you met me 10 years ago, that would have absolutely been, well, probably 12, 15 years ago now. That would have absolutely been, absolutely been the truth. But by taking care of my needs, I can give without depleting myself. And that is a far more generous place to give from because you're not trying to go, oh, let me give this to you so you'll give it back to me. Mm -hmm. So I'll give it back to you so you'll give it back to me. In which case, no one really is actually getting very filled up at all. Mm -hmm. We're just like moving it from one person to to the next rather than taking the time to actually cultivate our tank. Now, what the, if you think about it in terms of the tank, by learning to meet your needs... You're basically plugging your tank into the mains. Like you don't have to worry about like topping something. Like that that action of meeting your needs is ensuring that you have this this kind of connection to the source mm-hmm. of what it is that we need. Rather than being this like, oh, I've got to wait for so and so to put a certain amount in and so and so else to come in and put an amount, and I might put a little bit in and and what have you. And from that place, I mean, I think I've mentioned this on a previous episode. I often, when I first started talking about needs, before all of this existed in this current form, I always used to talk about um, uh, needs in the context of like, most people are, if you think about needs in the context of water, and most people relate to their needs like they've been walking through the desert for their entire lives. And then someone comes up to them with a thimble full of water and goes, what will you do for the thimble full of water? And chances are you'll do anything at that point because it is your very survival. Now, if you are plugged into the mains and you've got a little squirty gun thing um, on your, like you've got a little backpack on that's plugged into the mains that you've got a little hose running and you've got your little gun, which means that you can fill your, your, your cup up anytime you want. And someone comes along and goes, what will you do for the thimble full of water? You go, uh... Do you need a cup? Thing? Like, do you need some water? <laughs> like, I've got plenty. Like, hey, like, I can top you up. Like, I, and I've still got plenty as well. And that's kind of the mentality is that when we stop our, our needs from being drained and we take care of our internal resources, from that point, we can give more generously from this rather than from this place of like, I'm, I need to take care of this person so they will take care of me because I don't have any other way of getting those My needs met. My cup overfloweth here yes. is the spillover rather than <clears throat> I have one drop you need it more than I do because that's never like or or if I uh, if I give you this drop then maybe you'll give me two drops back Mm -hmm. at some point so uh, but if I don't give you the drop then you're going to disappear and I don't know how to get any more drops so the boundaries thing is really important and like if you haven't listened to it already go back and listen to we've got a whole series on boundaries which is great for this kind of thing um and you can guess there's three of them 
boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Oh, <laughs> is that why we? So, what's the reason we do three of every other episode, uh, every other series? It's the magic number. Oh, it apparently. is. Apparently. <laughs> So boundaries is a really good way. And as as Serena said, it's not just managing our boundaries with others. It's not just managing our boundaries in situations. It's really managing our boundaries with ourselves. Because so often that draining is happening, either because we're not consciously aware of it. Like if we're consciously aware of it, okay, we can put a boundary down or we can manage how that's that's happened. Like if somebody is siphoning off our our stuff out of our tank, we're going to get into that more in our next episode. Um, but sometimes it's that boundary with ourselves where it's like what is draining us is the fact that we are not taking care of our needs, but we're trying to give to everybody else in the process. Mm-hmm. So boundaries are really the key between having our needs being drained and stopping our needs being drained. Now, it's important to say just because your needs aren't being drained doesn't mean to say they're being met. Mm-hmm. So it's not that you're, oh, I've stopped everything from draining my needs. I'm good now. Like now I've stopped everything that from draining my needs. When I do things to meet my needs, I get to feel the benefit of that. And I don't have to worry about it being siphoned out or draining out or pouring through my basketball hoop or whatever it is. Um, the other thing to be aware of with this is that when we put these boundaries down with other people, it can feel a little confronting. Um, and it is important to recognize at this point is that sometimes that draining is happening because we are meeting other people's needs. Now, it is not about when we stop doing that in the context of adults who are capable of meeting their own needs. Obviously, we're not talking about dependency. But if we stop doing that, we're not causing harm. Nuance, nuance, nuance. I said no nuance on that No nuance on that one. There is nuance. We're just not talking about it right now. (laughs) Um, Sometimes that can feel confronting to those people because it can feel like they're harm that you're harming them by all of a sudden stopping meeting those needs. Go back and listen to the episode. I think it's actually in the self first series on the difference between um, harming other people and just not taking responsibility for meeting needs that were never your responsibility in the first place. Or something like that. I think it's a little bit shorter of a title than I've just said. Um, but you kind of get you get the you get the gist. So it's really important to recognise that. Um, by doing this, we create a situation where we are going to be able to be more resourced. So drain, stopping what is draining our needs is one of the ways we can build our capacity. Go back to the last episode. By take, like, yes, we want to meet our needs, but we want to stop our needs from being drained. That is going to mean that our capacity is going to at least stay where it is. Mm-hmm. But when we then meet our needs, our capacity is going to build at that point. If we don't stop the draining, then the capacity is not going to build, even though we're doing this stuff. And if we're low on capacity and we're doing stuff to build our capacity, we really need the benefit of that. We don't want it to just kind of disappear again afterwards. Um, so, yeah, it's really important to recognize that the I mean, I I just, I can't impress upon you the importance of this. This has been the thing that was the biggest game changer for me. Mm -hmm. Yes, we want to learn how to meet our needs. Yes, it's important for us to get this. But I didn't realize, I think that's the thing. I didn't realize just how much my needs were being drained and compromised in almost every area Mm -hmm. of my life until I understood this. Until I started to think about it. And I was like looking at, there are friends who I don't have in my life anymore because I tried to set boundaries and it it wasn't a fit. So it ended up where they've kind of gone further out on the on the relationship orbits. Um, work 
was draining my needs, not just this, not this work, although when I first began this work, I wasn't necessarily approaching it in the most need supportive way. Um, that has changed now. It's how we got here. It's how we got <laughs> here, yeah. Um, but like work was like different kinds of relationships in my life were like, I wasn't thinking about like even fun things. Mm-hmm. Like even like, I was like, I'm gonna go out because it's the like, going out and being social meets my needs. But don't have the capacity to do that that drains my needs mm-hmm. to do it. It actually feels worse. You're like, oh, I went out and I may have had fun, but oh, I feel like crap <laughs> or whatever. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it. I think it. What surprised me most about learning this for myself, and I actually have an example that doesn't have to do with me. And I know Joe loves when I share stuff <laughs> about him without his knowledge. But um, it's like, shh, Joe, cover your ears, right? <laughs> Earmuffs, babe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But how happy you can be with different tweaks in life. And I'm going to go into the job thing again just because that's what this example is. Um, But how resourced – like, I'm just going to tell the story because my husband was in the military for a long time and Mm -hmm. then he went into diving, which is a very intense – line of work because you are keeping yourself alive along with a bunch of people on vacation especially down here with the kind of tourists we get yeah (laughs) yeah not necessarily always safety focused no (laughs) and then he was um working at the airport he did security there as a tso which is um like the airport security Mm -hmm. um when you're checking your lug or not checking your luggage, going through uh, security, security and whatnot. Yeah. So they were all very intense, very structured positions, and he was feeling he was just feeling a whole bunch of different ways about it, about yeah. these like careers and the. I mean, they were good jobs, and they were they were career type mm-hmm. of jobs. And he's just like ah, something's not fitting, and he was drained, and he was depleted, mm-hmm. and his needs were really not met well and there were many things kind of contributing to that but one of the things he's just every day he was going somewhere and he's like this isn't doing it for me like and april 1st one year april fool's day he found a random posting on facebook about hey there's this job if you're interested call me on and this day and it was day. a really obscure description like, i think that's like, what it was, yeah, it was like, like generic there is this job not saying what this job is it's this amount of d- days a week and call this number. And Joe's like, all right, let's 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 just see what this is. And it happened to be for a daytime DJ at a gentleman's club. Joe is now in his favorite position in life, right. which is a daytime DJ at a gentleman's club. It's a different setting. I know people are probably like, what? <laughs> it's, it's very different. It's a very different setting. The But it really suits him. It suits him. He's in a little hole. He doesn't. Like, he could see what's going on, but he usually chooses not to because he reads a book. He plays music he likes because of, like, the the situation. Um, there's not usually many people in there. So, like, it fulfill- he gets to meet his needs now through his job. Mm-hmm. And there is rarely a day he comes home where he's, I'm like, how's work? He's like, oh, it was slow, but there's never like that. Oh, so God. depleted, like the impact, like every, every like when job. When he came back from some of those other jobs, like it would be like, oh, God, this has happened or this was it was so stressful. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I mean, I've heard some of the stories from some of these. The fucking airport. Oh, my. Right. 
Well, and also the the diving, like being uh, yeah. out on the boat, like some of the situations that he has been in have, have been really tough mm-hmm. and really difficult to know how to navigate. And now he doesn't worry about any of that. He goes to work. He does what he does. He gets his paycheck. Mm-hmm. And what's really interesting is that this was a situation where uh, people were worried that his needs were going to get compromised because Serena wasn't going to be okay with him working there. And Serena's like, no, you do you. Like, if that works <laughs> yeah. for you. Great. I, I mean, I've never, I love going to see him at work yeah. because you walk in and he's just, he's jamming. He is happy as a fucking clam. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't care what you're doing. You're you're able to contribute the amount that we've chosen contributes like, to our life. Right. You're happy. Like You're not stressed in the way that you were before. And I, that's the thing is that it it's not like he's like, coming home at the end of the day going oh my god I'm so fulfilled but what he's doing is he stopped the things that were draining Mm -hmm. his needs by the other things and the difference that has made has been profound profound and like at first it was kind of like I would be like oh yeah he's a daytime DJ like and there was there was like this layer of like judgment on the whole thing and it's like because that's not a career daytime dj is not normally a career that people focus on right and he caught you know some flack about it from some people who thought that like Mm -hmm. oh this is what you're doing with your life and it's like doing something i love that makes me happy that pays the bills right i could give a fuck less what you think about this and now it's like i'm excited when he tells people and then they always look at me and they're like are you okay with it? I'm like, yes. Like, right. And and there's a lot of things that have gone into me being okay with this and how we navigate our relationship. And right. me, me, it's because I meet my need. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't need that. So any, I get sprinkles from him. But, uh, you want to go work? Th- go fucking work there. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> like, and that's but, the thing. As long as you're, as long as, and this is the thing, is that there are so many, there's so much judgment about so many different things that people do and don't do in our society Mm -hmm. and the thing is as long as you are doing something in a self-first way as long as you are not harming yourself or others or the needs or the needs ecosystem doesn't fucking matter Mm -hmm. i much rather i much that judgment is irrelevant i much rather me not be in my corporate setting anymore and have people think like oh she's I mean, like, podcast. That's cute. <laughs> Happens all the time. <laughs> that right there. Oh, I thought you guys just podcasted. Life would be a mm-hmm. lot easier <laughs> and less busy if that's all we did, right? But and I think that's the thing. Like, yeah. look where judgment is draining you. Look right. where expectations is draining you. And really, kind of like, and I'm not saying this is an easy thing that you can just be driving in the car and be like, okay, where is judgment draining my life? Because a lot of this stuff, when you really realize it, it's kind of deep, because it's a lot of the times the people who are closest to you, it's their judgment that's that's in your brain. And a lot of times, mm-hmm. it's your own, mm-hmm. it's your own judgment. It's that subconscious. Well, un- and it's the conditioning that we receive mm-hmm. that is creating an internal judgment. And it may not be that the judgment itself is draining you, but it may be that the judgment is keeping you from making changes that would stop things from draining you mm-hmm. or create situations in which you're not being drained in the same way. Yeah, we have to be careful of the conveyor belt of life. Claire talks mm-hmm. about it. And it's like, 
it, it's supposed to look this and like this, this and this and this and you this. You go to and school, like, you go to college, you get a career, you get a relationship, you buy a house, you get married, you have a baby. And this is what it's supposed to look like. Why? Because somebody said this was what it was supposed to look like. And we all just kind of. And Serena and I are like taking like a <laughs> sledgehammer to the <laughs> conveyor belt. And we're like, nope, I don't like this bit. I don't like this bit. Why is it going in a straight line? Wiggly lines are far more fun. Mm-hmm. Let's head this way. We could do options. You could have little forks in the road. We could go this way. We could go this way. We could go this way. Let's put like, a loop-de-loop in. Yeah, that's, I was just about to go, go upside down at one point. Like, and, and that's the thing is that so often the judgments are keeping us in these places where we are and our needs are being drained. And a lot of people are like, well, how do you stop the judgment? Like kind of thing. Like, what do we do about that? The key thing is the reason that the judgment affects us, both our internal judgment and judgment of others, is a lot of the time because we there is a part of us subconsciously that is believing that what other people think about us and what we think about ourselves, but in this kind of very limited view versus what we actually feel about ourselves, that we need that in order for our needs to get met. Like we have to conform to the way that everybody else says that we have to do things in order for our needs to get met. Because if we don't, then our needs are going to be compromised in some way. And this is the thing is that, so the way to be able to release the hold that the judgment has on us, both our our own judgment and the judgment of others, is by meeting our own needs and consistently meeting our own needs and knowing how to, creating a practice, which is what we teach in the program, for how to keep get and keep our needs consistently met. Because mm-hmm. if we know our needs are gonna get met, no matter what, like, I mean, there was a point in time where what everybody else saw to me was like a defining factor in whether I did or did not do something. Mm-hmm now zero fucks to give generally speaking uh i'm like if serena has a viewpoint on something i'm doing or someone like whose whose opinion i really value has a perspective i want to hear that perspective but unless i agree with it or unless they're showing me something i'm like oh i hadn't thought about that thank you for that i'm going to factor that into my decision making process the reason is is that now my needs are met I don't need other people's approval mm-hmm. to feel valuable, to feel validated, to feel acknowledged, to feel good about myself. I used to hide my weird to meet other people's needs. Mm-hmm. You know how fucking draining it is to hide the, as much weirdness as that? Like, I, well, I am. And yes. Nuance. And, <laughs> nuance, nuance, nuance. You were hiding your weird to meet other people's needs in the hope that that would actually meet your needs. Mm -hmm. So it was a vehicle for trying to get your needs met. And you're right. How draining was that? It it was constant work. I'm a fucking weirdo. And now I embrace it. And yes, we are. And the weirdos, like once you let it out, they like swarm and it's like, find you. Oh, oh, look at all of us. Like, and you get weird together, like in whatever weird ways you want to. But like, there's a freedom of identifying what's draining you and then finding a way to make whatever it is work. Like there are usually, I mean, there's so few times that there's not at least an option. We may not like the options. It may be this or this, Mm -hmm. but it's always good to give yourself the, like if you're feeling something, you're like, oh, like I'm just, every time I have to go to this situation, I I feel this, like Mm -hmm. I feel that drain. 
what is it about that situation? Is there right. a way I can do this? Is there a boundary I can put in? Can I tweak something? Do I need to just extinguish this situation from my life? Right. And the precursor to that, the thing that makes this easier to do is that there's a part of us that is afraid of doing that. Because mm-hmm. we're afraid if we're going to set boundaries that people aren't going to like us and they're going to stop meeting our needs. Or that we um, may have... Um, to deal with difficult situations or navigate some confrontation at work maybe and like we're concerned about that the the precursor is if you learn how to meet your needs prior to this the good thing with the situation that Serena was in with in terms of her work situation while she wasn't aware of what was going on needs wise in that situation once she became aware because her needs were already met and she knew how to keep them met it meant that making the changes felt far less scary mm-hmm. because she wasn't afraid that by making the changes that her needs were going to get compromised it might have changed how they were met mm-hmm. which it was but the thing is if your base level is taken care of and you know it's going to continue to get take, stay taken care of which is why yeah we need to make sure we're taking care of the survival needs so like for a lot of people if the thing that that brings in the paycheck is not working anymore for a lot of people we want to find something else that brings us in a paycheck in order to make that change because we know the need is going to stay consistently met Mm -hmm. same is true with, with our other needs as well we want to make sure that if our needs are going to be constantly met it means that making those changes is far less confronting and far less scary mm-hmm. and as a result it makes it easier for us to it doesn't always make it easy but it does make it easier because we're not worried about the impact and this i'm not sitting there i'm not suggesting that you're sitting there going well i can't do that because i'm terrified about what's going to happen to my needs if i do um like that's probably not what's happening but subconsciously that's a part of you that's probably and that's the reason the anxiety kind of kicks up around these sorts of situations but by by me learning how to meet your needs and supporting yourself prior to that then what you can do is you can then figure out how to make those changes in a way where the impact to you of the of of those changes is going to be minimized anything you want to add before we finish up Mm-mm. we got no. another one in this series we have another one come back come back because the next one's gonna the next one is one that i we get asked about quite a lot so um we will see you next time for that episode Between now and then, remember to stay safe. First of all, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I missed that part. I'm like, hold on a second. There's normally something that comes before that. But we will be back next week. And in the meantime, remember to stay safe, to take care of yourself and to continue to meet your own needs. Lots of love. Bye. Bye, friends. That's it for today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and give us a written review as it will help more people find us. And remember, meeting our needs is important Discovering and managing what is draining our needs is just as important, if not more so. Well, shit. It really is that simple.